Good day, good humans. Welcome to A Shift in Perspective. In my last episode, I spoke about the ego and how we can actually learn how to balance between the ego and the spirit. Well, today, the topic was supposed to be about the three main dimensions that we reside in, but I want to pivot today. I want to close this month's topic about who we are on a soul level with who's on our galactic team because they actually help us move towards our evolved selves so that we can expand and know ourselves on that soul level. So as I always say, go grab your wine, your bourbon, your weed, your shrooms, or whatever else places you in that high vibrational state because this is a non-judgmental place and let's tap in. Welcome to A Shift in Perspective. I am your host, Nicole Hoffman. First, let me start by saying that I do not claim to know everything. I am not a therapist or doctor just yet. (laughs) These are just my thoughts, opinions, and ideologies that I've learned over the years through personal experiences and meditation. This podcast was created to help you consider different perspectives around spirituality and the dualities in this game we call life. So if what I say resonates with you, awesome. If not, that's awesome too. Here we will connect to reprogram our subconscious mind to become more spiritually evolved versions of ourselves. So let's begin with the two minute meditation to relax and open your mind to tap into that intuitive part of you. Let's begin by closing our eyes and taking in a slow, full, deep breath and holding it for five seconds. One, two, three, four, five, and releasing it slowly. Now what I want you to do is take your hand and place it over your heart and repeat after me. I will have an open mind and a willingness to listen without judgment to reap the benefits of knowledge and growth. Take in another deep breath. And release. You may open your eyes to the fullness of relaxation and high vibes. Now let's begin. As I always say, my duty in this lifetime is to help you spiritually activate to the truth about who you truly are in this world. Now let's get into who is on our spiritual team as they help us evolve spiritually into who we are here to be. I actually want to tie all of this together. As my first topic, I wanted to speak about who we are on a soul level because that's where the journey begins. It starts with the soul or the spirit and also our galactic team. The soul you and your galactic team is who creates your soul blueprint that, like I said in a previous episode, has your plan 
everything that you are here to accomplish, to evolve from, to expand on, and all of your soul contracts with people, places, and things that you will physically connect with during this time on this physical plane. Your galactic team encompasses many, many different beings. And those beings are who we are going to focus on today. And of course, we're going to start off with number one, uno numero, God, source, infinite intelligence. So while I want to give you a perspective shift, I also want to help you debunk two beliefs that I've learned through meditation about our creator. Number one, God source is not just a he. It is infinite intelligence, which means it encompasses all there is, was, and ever shall be. It is human. It is animal. It is plant, dirt, grass, trees, any and everything that was created from thought into physical form is what God or infinite intelligence is. When you say that God is a he and only a he, we place God in a box, which means you're limiting what God truly is, which to me is infinite intelligence. Number two, infinite intelligence is not something floating in the air, punishing you or blessing you. Infinite intelligence is everywhere surrounding you and in every thing. It is the overseer of your life. Let me say that again. It is the overseer of your life. We, as a collective, we agreed, agreed being the key word, we agreed to free will, which means anything that happens to you in this lifetime, through your choices, whether positive or negative, happens to you because of you. And let me be clear, when we have people pass, that's their lives. It may impact us heavily, but it is their lives. They know the time and date that they were ready to move forward with their transition. Even if it's something that happened really, really harshly, like they knew that these things were going to happen in the right time. As we always say, nothing is coincidental. But let me just say that one more time. Anything, I, I'm just going to, that's like a topic for another day about death and things like that. So I kind of just wanted to focus on this. So I, I do want to say this one more time. Anything that happens to you because of your choices, positive or, leg, or, or negative, are because of you. Nothing more, nothing less. No one is doing anything to you that you are not allowing to happen. The choice is always yours. Yours. The choice that you make, which gives you a positive outcome or a negative outcome, are because of you. Please understand it. We all have free will. God, source, infinite intelligence, or whatever you want to call God, Buddha, whatever it is that you want to call it is the overseer of your life. More like the galactic CEO or the president uh, or source that creates all things. 
Now I want to talk about something that I think we as humans or religion kind of tells us about the devil. Like, I don't understand why every religion, well, most religions, I'm not going to say every religion has a villain. Um, and for Christianity, um, I'm not sure about others, but I know the devil is that villain. Well, let's talk about that. Everyone wants to blame the devil when things get heavy or hard. What I've learned about the devil is, and hell, they are both states of mind. So basically, when you feel like things are happening to you negatively, we have this point of saying, oh, the devil is busy. But a lot of those things are based on the fact that we have free will. And also those negative or what we think are negative things are also placed in our soul's blueprint for a purpose, for a spiritual elevation or expanding our minds or understanding um, any type of pain or trauma or even the death of a loved one can initiate a spiritual activation or a spiritual awakening if you are in tune to understanding it at that time. One thing that I've come to understand is that everything is created from dark, even intercourse. Like most people like to do it in the dark. It's because darkness creates light. It creates life. It creates healing. Like sometimes I don't think a lot of people understand that making love or having intercourse can also be a healing modality, but that's another topic for another time. <laughs> but from any pain or any type of dark emotions or heavy emotions, it is actually transforming you into understanding, into love, into taking that journey and basically dissecting it to take out the pieces that you've learned from so that you can take those into another, I don't know, friendship, relationship, um, or even teach somebody else about what happened and how you emerged through that particular um, journey. It basically, if you can learn from the lesson or from that journey, you, you start to emerge into a more wiser, discerned you. Um, it is also like we always say the devil again, but it's also about self-reflection and self accountability. Like we do not want to hold ourselves accountable. We do not want to do self-reflections and see really where we went wrong in a particular situation. It's not always the other person, but we always want to blame the devil. And it's not necessarily it's the devil. It's not necessarily the devil. It can sometimes be us, but we don't want to take that time to be accountable for the things that we've done. So to me, the devil or hell are actually what you feel when you either move through something um, any type of trying emotional journey or anything like that. It's like you feel like hell. You have so many negative emotions going on at that time. You're crying. You are really basically getting all of that negativity out of you. You're going through 
this big transformation, but coming out as a better person on the other side. Um, so sometimes it's not necessarily about the devil. It's really about trying to work through those emotions and um, understanding the emotions and really trying to like anything now that happens to me, I always, or anything now that, that affects me negatively or anything that I go through as a journey that's negative to me, I kind of always sit back and I say, okay, what am I to learn from this? What growth am I to get from what was happening? Uh, you know, I look at everything like that. Anything now is a message to me. Anything that I watch on TV may be a message. Anything that my friends or family say to me, sometimes if it's, if it really hits my soul, that's a message to me and I try to dissect it. So anything negatively that impacts me, I really dissect it when I go through meditation and I'm really trying to figure out, okay, what role am I playing in that? Or if somebody says something to me that's triggering, then I'm like, okay, why am I getting triggered by that? What inside of me do I need to self-evaluate in order for me to understand that maybe this is about me and not necessarily about that person? So it's really about taking accountability. It's really not about the devil because most times we are our, what is, what is the saying? We are our worst enemies sometimes. Because we'll do things and then want to blame somebody else for something that happened in that particular uh, thing that we did. Like if you go out here and rob a bank and you think that things are not going to happen to you, or if you go out here and fuck up money that, you know, you were supposed to pay a bill with, you can't blame the devil for those type of things. That's your own self reflection of things that you, you, those type of things you need to self-reflect on yourself and not necessarily point the finger at somebody else, actually point the finger back at you and see what you can actually learn from that or, you know, different things like that. I don't know. I just love to self-reflect because it does make me better. It makes me a better person. It makes me um, try to change my life and my perspective to see not necessarily what that person may have done to me, but actually what role I played in that particular journey. And if it's something else like sickness or anything like that, like we know we don't eat well. We know damn well we don't eat well. <laughs> we know that if something's going on with our bodies, that we are supposed to be taking care of ourselves. But yet we go out here and get us a nice big ass cheeseburger and all of a sudden in the next couple of weeks, you know, something happens to us and we're in the hospital that ain't got nothing to do with the devil. That's more about what you've done and you put inside of your body. And another thing is that we are so emotionally fucked up in this lifetime right now. People do not understand that your nervous system like all of our nervous system, so many people are talking about their stomachs and how their body, like they may not go to the bathroom. And this is just an example, but you may not go to the bathroom properly or, you know, different things are happening. GERDs, you got, you know, acid reflux, 
All of those things have to do with your nervous system. So when you have anxiety, anxiety goes right into your nervous system. So we don't realize that just taking some deep breaths can actually help that anxiety or, you know, doing something else, um, plant-based medicines, those different things can help with anxiety, but we just say, oh, our stomach is bothering us. And then we go to the doctors and there's nothing going on. Or we go to the doctors and now there's, I don't know, something in that spot that has been hurting for a while because we've placed all of that energy, that anxiety, or that fear into that one particular place. And now it has actually crystallized into your body. We don't realize that. And then sometimes these things are placed in inside of our soul's blueprint, but there's always an exit plan or an exit strategy if it doesn't get too far. So, I mean, sometimes we, we want to blame the devil for the things that are happening in our lives, but it's not ever necessarily the devil. It's what we're bringing into our lives, what we're doing to our own physical bodies or even our mental bodies. So sometimes it's not matter of fact, I'm, I don't blame the devil for anything. Now, don't get me wrong. There are definitely some dark souls out here. There are some dark souls around us. Absolutely. But when it comes to us physically and mentally and spiritually, we, we have free will. We have the ability to change our lives at any point in time if we want to, or we have free will to continue. And most of us like to be comfortable. So we don't like to, we don't want to be uncomfortable. So we continue with those same patterns. We continue with the same eating patterns, those same different things that we're not supposed to be doing. And then when something pops off, oh, now it's the devil. No, you did it. This was your doing. You know, you wasn't supposed to have that cheeseburger. Now you're in the hospital. You know, you wasn't supposed to take that money to go do something else. Now your mortgage is late, you know, and, and I'm not even talking about this for other people. I'm even talking to myself. Like I've done these type of things myself, even when my husband was going through cancer and definitely, you know, all of those feelings, I tried to suppress all of that stuff. Oh, I feel okay. How are you feeling? You know, oh my gosh, you know, this is going on. Not realizing that all that, that pain and anger that I was dealing with and that, that, that anxiety, just by knowing that he has cancer, all of those things were sitting in my nervous system and on my heart. And what did I have to do? My blood pressure was high as hell. So I had to wear a heart monitor for a couple of days just because I wasn't really, I was so focused on the abandonment issues that I have with him. You know, my first thing was he's going to die. Not realizing all of us are going to die. Ain't nobody on this earth going to live forever. And, and, and it's, it's so bad to say, and no, it's not a bad thing to say. It is truth. We are all going to perish in this world. But when you, when it's the people that are closest to you, sometimes it takes your breath away. It absolutely does. And then you are sitting and trying to figure out how to move yourself through a world, either without them or with, with whatever's going on at that time. And it's hard. It's difficult. But to me, 
learning meditation was what saved my motherfucking life. Dead serious. Breath work saved my life. Understanding that I should feel grateful about every day that we have on this earth. And not to say that I'm always at a space where I'm, you know, fine all the time. I'm happy. I'm pleasant. Hell no. I can be a bitch <laughs> some days. But and, and I'm always in my own head. I don't think I am productive in different things. I don't think I have accomplished a lot of things. And sometimes my husband has to really sit me down and say, dude, you are doing way too much. You have to understand what you have accomplished already. And when he does that to me, I'm like, damn, I did. Like, but all I'm saying is a lot of the things that we do, we're doing to ourselves. It's really not the devil. To me, there is no devil um, and there's no hell. It's all in our minds. If you feel like your life right now, you're going through shit and you feel like you're in hell, then that's what that is. Um, there's not something out here that's making you do anything. But like I said, there are some dark souls around us and, you know, sometimes you can't do anything about that. But what they have basically done is chosen the darkness. So if something is going on with them, they have embraced the darkness. They would rather hurt and actually hurt other people instead of really trying to go within and figure out that healing. Like I'm going to give you guys one thing that happened to me. It was, um, it really wasn't a dream, but I was, I don't, I say my dreams are not really dreams, but I, I did have a dream and I was in this house and inside the house was me and my husband, which was so weird, but me and my husband and it was some other people and it was an old house. And when we looked out the back window, it was all you can see was grass. It was nothing. It was grass. You know, I, I couldn't see anything else but grass. But to the left of the house was a old, old tree. And this tree just had like broken branches off of it and everything. And then when we looked out the window to the left, well, that was the left of the house. So that was on my right if I looked out the window. But if I looked to the left, there was a like a ribbon that was moving into the sky, <laughs> like a ribbon in the sky. <laughs> but the more closer I looked at this ribbon, there were and all I could think about, there were souls moving rapidly through this ribbon. I mean, they were moving so fast through this ribbon. So the only thing that I could really think about was the fact that these were souls that um, had maybe had just passed. Once I did the meditation, that's basically what it was. It was souls that had passed away and they were moving through and moving up into, you know, the, the sky or the heavenly realm or the um, galactic realms. Then when I went outside, I could see like, um, like a little black cloud and it had red eyes and it was just like trying to create havoc on the actual plane that we were on at that time. And to me, that was one, when I did the meditation about it, it was basically saying that these were, cause it was just, it wasn't just that one entity that was there it was multiple entities and they weren't bothering me. They, I was just 
trying to figure out where we were, but they were just moving around and they were kind of, um, like just creating havoc, havoc around the area. And what I've come to understand that those were dark entities that may have done bad things in their lifetime. And they didn't feel like they were, um, worthy of going into the light or the ribbon to move into the galactic, um, realms in order to be healed and be whole and be who they are, um, on a soul level. And it just really helped me understand the dark souls. Like a lot of dark souls do not feel like they're worthy of moving into the light. They feel like they've done some bad things. So one um, thing that you could think about is like a, a slave owner. They did bad things. You know, they killed people. They did these different things to people and they feel like they're not worthy of moving forward into the light because of this. So sometimes dark entities are there um, just to create the habit havoc. And then there are some that just don't think that they're worthy and that they need to be punished. Um, so this is what I saw in my dream, which I kind of understood that I was on the fourth dimension. And that's like I said, another topic all within itself. But um, I just wanted to kind of give someone a spill about dark entities and what happens and why um, once people pass away, they don't, they become ghosts or they become negative entities to kind of, you know, create havoc around people and different things like that. But, um, they just allow the hurt to take over them. And we have people on this physical plane that are the same way. Like you can tell somebody who's been hurt. They have a lot of dense energy around them and inside of them. Everything There's never a great moment for them. It's always negativity around them or it's negativity, you know, spewing from them, whether it's a conversation or whether you're trying to talk to them and they're not really understanding what you're trying to say. Like it's a lot of people on this physical plane right now who are hurt, but they actually learn how to move. But anyway, as I always say, the choice is ours. The choice is always ours. It is truly about the choices is to me is really no devil is really no hell. Um, because like I said, we have free will, we have free will to learn the good in any lesson. We have free will to be bad. We have free will to do these negative things. And it's truly about your choices and being held accountable for your choices or, and you can always tell when you're making good choices or bad choices. There's always like, when you make bad choices, you always have negative emotions about those choices. When you make good choices, you feel good about those choices. So it just depends on where you are in life and, and how these particular things make you feel. But it's really about choices that turn into accountability. We have to hold ourselves accountable. We have to have that self-reflection. It ain't really got nothing to do with the devil to me. Now, these are just my own beliefs. Somebody else might believe something else, but this is just what I've learned, um, within myself. Um, and 
I just really understand that it's been ourselves this entire time, not the devil. It's us. So now let's discuss our spirit guides. These are the souls that protect us. They can be past relatives and also angels. Like these souls are who protect us and keep us from danger and harm. Even when the danger and harm can come from ourselves, like people who have tried to commit suicide, but it didn't really work the way they thought it was going to work and they lived through it. That was their spirit guides protecting them. And we're going to, that was another topic because I hate when people talk negatively about people who have tried to commit suicide. So that's another topic that I want to talk about at a later date, but I don't know. It's such a bad stigma around um, people who have tried to commit suicide or who have committed suicide. Um, And it shouldn't be like everybody wants love. Everybody wants safety. Everybody wants to move through this world in a positive manner. But sometimes stuff gets heavy. And sometimes we don't know which way to turn. And I just want to take a lot of that judgment off of that topic. So, you know, that's another subject. But I I, I always say that just, just to bring it back to our spirit guides. Our spirit guides protect us even from ourselves. And I'll give you two quick stories about spirit guides. Like one was... um an accident that I almost had me and both of my daughters to make a long story short, me and both of my daughters were driving on this road and in front of me was a stoplight, but it was about six cars at the stoplight that I didn't, I wasn't paying attention and I didn't realize that they were, they had come to a complete stop. So I had to like kind of break really hard so that I wouldn't hit the person in front of me. So I did that and I looked behind me just to make sure nobody else behind me was coming in and when I did that, um, I looked and I see this dump truck and it is coming full speed. And I just knew this is it. This was it for me and my daughters. I looked at my oldest daughter. I looked behind me and they just seemed nonchalant. They didn't know what was going on. And I just closed my eyes at that moment in time and I'm like, okay, why didn't it impact me? Why didn't it hit us already? And all of a sudden I looked and I saw the dump truck turn and it could, because it was another car coming up beside me. So I was like, he's not going to have any room to go between me and the car, but he actually did. And it was so weird because he ended up, he had something like a trailer on the back of the dump truck. And that part of the trailer actually hit the car that was beside me and didn't hit me. So we just kind of just left with the traffic and I just was so grateful that first of all, none of us got hurt, but also grateful for the fact that I just knew my life. I, I knew it was over. I knew our lives were over at that point in time because he was coming full speed. It, it wouldn't have been no squealing, no tires or anything like that. And I don't know what happened at that point in time until I actually spoke to someone that was psychically tapped into the spiritual realm. And 
she actually explained it to me that my grandmother is one of my spirit guides and she actually helped protect me from that accident. And she's like, in the spiritual realm, they can do more for us in the spiritual realm by protecting us than they can in the physical realm. So at that moment, cause she asked me, she said, were you almost hit by a dump truck? And first of all, I ain't really told nobody that story or anything like that. So how she knew I had no idea. And that's when she was like, your grandmother is around. She's protecting you, blah, 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 blah. She's one of your spirit guides. And she protected you from that accident. And I could not believe it. And I don't understand why people do not truly believe in psychic abilities like all of us have psychic abilities it all depends on how deep you want to go down the rabbit hole to be very honest but that was one of the the stories that I wanted to tell you and the other one was my youngest daughter about mm, a month or so ago she was in an accident that was just like the one that I almost had but the guy actually hit and there was no brakes but it wasn't a dump truck. It was just a regular, I think it was like a, a RAV4 or something like that. But the family that she was with, one of her good friends, her dad has, he had a LS460. So it was a, a big Lexus. It was like one of the biggest Lexuses that they have. So the Lexus was actually bigger than the actual truck. The, uh, I guess it was not really a truck. What is that called? A SUV, a small SUV. So when it hit, you know, of course they had to go to the doctors and all that kind of stuff. You know, my daughter just finished um, physical therapy because of it. But I say all that to say on our way home, because we came to the hospital, of course he didn't have a car. So we took them back home and her good friend's um, two-year-old sister was with them. So as we're going back home, the two-year-old sister says, because they were talking about the accident and that's why I'm like, I don't, I don't know why people do not believe in the spiritual realm because the little girl was like, there was a, um, what she said, there was a scary woman, scary lady at the window. That's what she kept saying. And everybody was laughing, but no, y'all know me. I'm spiritually inclined to these type of messages. So she kept saying, and I said, was it? And I'm talking to her about it. She said, yes, it was a scary woman, a scary lady at the window. It was a scary lady. I said, did she say anything? She said, no, but it was a scary lady at the window. Then she started whispering. She was like, it was a scary lady at the window. And like, they're laughing. And I'm like, and boom, something hit me. That was an angel. But when she kept saying, I was like, was she, and I asked, I'm like, was she pretty? No, she was ugly. She was a scary lady. And then I'm like, so my next thought was, hmm, I wonder if that was like a negative entity or something like that. But then I talked to my beautiful sister in love and she kind of basically told me something that I've heard before, but it just didn't click with me until she said something that angels are not the beauty that we think they are. And that struck me like somebody might think if you really see an angel that the angel is ugly. They've always been um, characterized as these beautiful, beautiful beings, but in 
a different reality, you know, spiritually they are beautiful, but they could to a kid look scary and ugly. So that literally helped me right then and there understand that they had protection because it could have got ugly that the cars, both cars were messed up bad, like bad, like that same accident happened two months ago with a caravan and everybody in the caravan passed away. Everybody in the caravan died. Everybody in the car that my daughter was in, everybody lived. And I do really want that once the two-year-old said what she said, it really made me think that they were protected by their spirit guides. And I, you know, that really floored me, but it, it helped me so much when my sister in love was basically telling me, and I'm talking about my sister-in-law y'all, but we say sister in love. But when she said that I, it clicked with me like right away. And I was like, damn, I did hear that before where somebody explained to me that, um, angels are not beautiful to the sight, to our physical sight, but in the spiritual realm, they are a different type of beautiful. So I, I, you know, those were my two stories that I had to say about our spirit guides and how they can be past relatives and also angels. For me, I had four when I did my um, calling of my spirit guides. I had two feminine energies and two uh, male, like, you know, um, masculine energies. And one of them was actually Archangel Michael. So I just thought that that was pretty cool. And I wanted you all know to know that you do have spirit guides. So basically we talked about source, God, infinite intelligence. We talked about the devil. We kind of re, uh, debunked the devil part. And now we're talking about you know our spirit guides and how they are here to protect us and how they could be angels as well. Um, so I want to go into next is our ancestors. Let's take some time to give our ancestors their recognition. Um, but I also want to mention that since we reincarnate, we are the ancestors. Our ancestors are those who have traveled the spiritual transformation as we call death. But if you really want to be technical, we are all ancestors. We've all been in this physical reality, reality multiple, multiple times. I've had multiple sessions and readings where I was told that ancestors of mine are those who have passed over and have become a part of my spirit team and my spirit guides. Like it's like these kids that are coming in to this physical reality. Now you, you, you will hear people say, Oh, that baby's been here before. Um, and it's because they have think about it. If you think about it, think about those who lived as slaves. Do you understand that first, first they paved the way from for us to live in this world as we do today. Now they are coming back into this physical reality as the great, great grand, as their, I'm sorry, as their great, great grandchild's kid 
to enjoy this new physical reality that they are living in now. And it's probably one of the most freeing things that they've ever been through. So just think about that. Like your great, great grandmother could be your child in this lifetime. Like they were bondaged for years and now they come back into this world to explore and transform and shift the world to a higher level of, evo- I mean, yeah, of, uh, elevation and evolution. We are the ancestors. If you can really, really take out the programming that we've been taught, you are the ancestors. We've all been in this physical reality multiple, multiple times. When I had my first, um, what is it? Uh, higher self hypnosis. The teacher, the spiritual teacher that was doing it asked my higher self, how long had I been on this earth or how long have I incarnated? And I think it was like 13,000 and some odd times that I had actually reincarnated Um, into the physical plane. And that's just not necessarily always on earth. It's different areas, um, different galaxies, um, different places. So if you really think about it, and if you have incarnated onto this earthly plane many, many times, just think about the fact that your child, that like my my youngest child could possibly be my mother-in-law who passed away a year before she was born. I mean, that is just so wild to me. Or it could have, she could possibly be my great-grandmother who I, my great, yeah, my great-great-grandmother who I've watched in, lay in a hospital bed for years. I mean, it's just, so wild and so awesome how this spiritual realm works that we are just so close-minded to it. Um, You just have to really take out the programming that we've learned for years about spirituality, about meditation and things like that. And really this, this is why I always say you have to listen to these messages that I do with an open mind and a willingness to learn and understand and take in, you know, what my spirit guides are feeding me at this point in time to actually share with you all. So that is about the ancestors. So I'm actually going to go into our um, higher self part now. Lastly, but most important is our higher selves. Our higher selves is the soul of your physical body. It is the intuitive voice within your soul that guides you through every part of your physical reality. And how in tune you are with your higher self is how good you can hear that intuitive voice. This is the main soul who created your soul's blueprint, who helps you Feel the energy of the souls you come in contact with. This soul also sends you telepathic messages and people don't believe in that. But if you have 
ever on any level. This is how I know that we, the veil is lifting for us. If you sit here and you think about somebody and all of a sudden 20, 30, an hour later, that person calls you or you see that person, you've telepathically put that person in line with you. Not even realizing that you're doing it. Like I would, I, I, what was it? A couple of days ago was Christmas. So I actually <laughs> um, was sitting there and I was going through my phone so that I can tell people happy, I mean, Merry Christmas. And I saw this one girl that I know and I was like, dang, I should probably wish her a Merry Christmas. I was like, nah, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what made me not do it. I don't know if I was about to get out and go into the store. So I just went and I was like, okay, I closed out of it. And I think I got out the car to go into the store. Literally 10 minutes. We walked past each other, almost walked past each other in the safe way. And she was like, wait, wait, wait. And I was like, oh my God, I was literally just thinking about her. And we gave each other a hug, said Merry Christmas. And then we left. And I'm, and then matter of fact, after that, I didn't see her anymore. I even looked around so I could tell her I was just thinking about you, but I saw her no more after that. So we just don't understand what our minds are really doing or what our spiritual higher selves are really like. We have our minds and our higher selves. We have so much power within us that we just do not understand Anyway, again, that is another, <laughs> another um, topic for another time, but you know, your higher self. And as I also like to call it your oversoul, I love the word oversoul. It, it is basically the holder of your blueprint. It is, you know, the, the spirit that tells you which way to go to tell you instead of going like, Okay, say for instance, you know, you, uh, here's another story that I've had about things like this. So I'll never forget, I was 13 years of age and my grandmother used to go bingo. And sometimes I would go with her because you had to be, I think 12 or 13 in order to go play bingo. So she was saying, oh, I'm going to go play bingo. And I was home by myself and I hated to be home by myself because my grandparents' house was like full of woods and, um, I don't know. I was, I didn't really like to be home by myself for some odd reason. Um, but either way, she was like, I'm going bingo. Do you want to go with me? And I was like, eh. I was like, yeah, I'll go. And then I thought about it. I'm like, no. And I was kind of indecisive of if I wanted to go or not. But at the end, I, I decided not to go. So all of a sudden, you know, I'm chilling. I'm in the house not doing anything, probably watching I Love Lucy or freaking Golden Girls or MASH because MASH was one of my favorite shows. And as I am sitting there, I think somebody ended up calling me and coming to pick me up. And I, I remember going over my husband. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, Lord, my husband. I remember going over my cousin's house and my grandmother and my grandfather came to pick me up and I noticed my grandmother was in like a sling and I'm like, well, what happened? Come to find out that this area that my grandmother went to go play, uh, well, went to go 
you know, play bingo. Um, it was in a area where uh, the Amish were staying and the horse that they were trying to train, you know, got away from one of the little boys and the horse is trotting down the road and it's almost dark time for my grandmother to go because she had to be there. Bingo started at like 730. So this had to be around seven, you know, something like that. And the horse was coming down the road and she had to turn the car so that she was she was trying not to hit the horse, but the horse ended up hitting the car anyway. And guess where the horse hit the right side of her car on top of the car, like the window shield. So the horse landed on top of the car, which meant that I would have been smashed. I wouldn't have lived. I wouldn't have survived that particular accident because the actual window was actually directly on top of the passenger seat. I would have died. But my higher self was giving me the signals for my ass to stay the hell home. <laughs> and I actually listened. So how in tune you are with your higher self as you're moving through this life is how good your life is or how close you are to your soul's blueprint. So it basically it is the leader. Um, I don't know. It is basically the leader of your life pushing you through it through these different journeys and helping you through the different journeys that you're going through um it, I mean I don't know I just love all of this stuff I love speaking about your higher self because that is a, a very important piece in your physical reality it's just like playing the sims if you've ever played The Sims, you know exactly what I mean. The Sims, you create your character, you create, you know, different aspects of it. You create a person that you might fall in love with. And by like The Sims, they give you like four or five choices that you can say, kiss this person, cuss them out, do this, do that. And you pick your choice on how you want to move with this or how you want to connect to that particular person and whichever way you pick is the way that either that person will respond to you. Sorry, my dog's barking, but it just, it, it's really about how that person will respond to you. If that person likes you, then you might create a connection. If you cuss that person out, you're going to get a different side of that person in the Sims. So it's the same thing as life. Like you have an oversoul who is helping you move through this physical reality with all of the different people that you've met. And you got to figure out your way through it until you perish. You know, it's all about duality. It's all about duality, how you move through life, who you move through life with, how you treat people, how you treat yourself first and foremost, and just understanding, you know, the adversities that we move through, your higher self is here for all of that. They're here helping you through all of that, every single part of it, every single part of it. And 
a leader who I greatly admire once said, you are born, when you're born, you look like your parents. When you die, you look like your choices. It ain't got nothing to do with the devil. It ain't got nothing to do with any of that. It's about how connected you are to your higher self. That will help you get to your highest level in your path or in your soul's blueprint. So to me, that signifies how in tune you are with that higher version of you. So the, all of these different souls are what make up your galactic team. Um, some may even, some of us may even have more souls than others. Like I said, I have four and I wanted to talk about your galactic team because they are the souls who get us through all of this. And with all this knowledge, we can start January off with the gift of adversities, the things that we go through and how we can actually move through them. I, you know, that is my purpose. I really want to help people understand these adversities and the dualities that we move through in this life in order for us to live lighter, you know, not always be attached to these dark emotions that we have and actually learn how to heal them and move through them freely, allowing ourselves to actually embrace the darkness within us and not suffocate ourselves with the darkness, but actually embrace it um, and not just push it down into our nervous system where it will continue to create, um, you know, pain or different things like that. I want to really help people understand our adversities and understand how we can truly move through these different journeys in a good, positive way, like allowing ourselves to cry, allowing ourselves to do different things to kind of help understand that these adversities are here to teach us and to help us move effectively through this physical reality so that in the end, you know, we can say, damn, we did when we have our, um, our life review, once we pass over or transition into spirit, we can actually say we, we live this life to its full capacity and not really have any regrets or want to come back and say, we need to do this part over because that's usually what happens when you feel like you haven't um, lived out a particular point in your soul's blueprint. You come back into this reality and do it all over again. So I want us to actually, when we have that particular life review, we can say, damn, we did an excellent job. We did an excellent job on hitting every, each and every single point and, and actually learning the lesson from it and actually evolving into a wiser, more understanding, more discerned you, you're a more evolved person. So that's why I wanted to kind of talk about this now, because that was supposed to be, that was supposed to be five weeks. Each week I was talking about 
a different person in your galactic team. But this time I put it all together so that we can kind of start healing these things. You know, my spirit guys was like, okay, it seems like people, you know, need a lot of help right now with going with the things they're they're moving through. So let's just combine these four five episodes that we have for each week, combine it into one and start let's start getting into these adversities and and helping people get through them and learn and and move through them and, and understand them and release the emotions, the negative emotions around them and just enjoy the journeys of life. Enjoy, you know, the people we have because one day we're all going to be gone. The people we love are going to be gone. The people that love us, you know, we're going to be gone for them. So it's truly about enjoying the moments that we have with each other, enjoying what we have, um, understanding the journey, understanding that our minds are so powerful, which we can create from our minds what we want as far as um, the physical things that we want as far as homes and different things. I mean, it's so much that you can really do and so much to understand um, spiritually. And this is what this podcast is for, to really help you close the gap of fear and just reprogram our subconscious mind into understanding how powerful we truly are. So um, in January, we're going to start off with our first adversity. I'm not sure what I want that to be just yet, but um, I'll definitely have something for you then. But I just, I really wanted to get these, your galactic team out to you first so that we know who is actually helping us move through this journey and this game we call life. So until next week, I will talk to you all then. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to a shift in perspective. I appreciate you more than you know. See you next week.